Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. I'm back now with Genevieve Hicken to see how the last two weeks have been for her and how she feels since Sunday's announcement. Genevieve, good evening. Hello, how are you? I am fine. How are you today? Yes, I'm good. I've been catching up in the garden, getting some jobs done. And yeah, it's been an all-round good day. Just finished clapping for the NHS and now I'm here talking to your lovely self. Oh, thank you. So do you think that that fatigue is setting in with the claps? How is it around your street? Because if I was a bit Spartan tonight. (laughs) We normally have. I said the exact same thing to my husband. So normally we're the ones that either forget or are out there last on the on the dock. Yeah. and tonight we, I set an alarm, so I was like, right, we're not going to forget. I got out there and I thought, we've got the right day. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't anyone out there. And then suddenly I heard a window crack open. And whereas my neighbours opposite would normally come and stand out on the driveway, they just sort of hung out their window. Mm-hmm. And the other neighbours like next to them didn't surface. And then the bell ringer that's normally out, well, we were clapping and then there was no bell. And I was like, it's mm. really quiet tonight. Mm. And then literally... Probably like two minutes past eight, I think they must have heard us clapping and then the bell suddenly started. Oh, oh God, we forgot. Yeah. yeah. And then and then the people opposite as well, they then their son come running out like I'm clapping. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely it was a bit it, it was lacking mm-hmm. tonight. It, it does get a bit judgy though. It's hard not to judge, isn't it? Like number thirty-eight in our road, we're a bit like mm, that's really poor show. They've not been out once. <laughs> It does. I think you do feel horrific if you miss it. Or last week, we very nearly missed it. Like I said with you, I think we had a bit of a rushed run. No, it was the last time I spoke to you, wasn't it? It was a bit, I nearly missed it. Got out there by the skin of my teeth because I'd put the girls to bed and they came running downstairs going, Mummy, Mummy, it's clapping. And I was like, (laughs) quick, get out of the front door. Oh, yes, we hadn't forgotten. No, no. (laughs) running a bit late. Fashionably late. (laughs) But I mean, that is how it is at the moment. The, the weeks are rushing past and suddenly it's Friday again or, or whatever. It, it, I have, how on earth did we have time to have jobs? No, instead of Groundhog Day, I'm just feeling like it's Groundhog like week, month, whatever. Yeah. It's just, it is just so repetitive. And I think this is what I'm struggling with daily at the moment. It's just the routine is just too, too samey for me. I know it's weird. I do try and write a list like the day before for the following day. I'm sort of doing a Tara just to have sort of goals. And I'm trying to be mindful about those tasks. So even if it is just tidy up my pre-made lash trays or whatever, that I do that and I do that completely before I move on to the next thing. And it is working actually. It is amazing how being mindful with one task at a time makes you feel really good. It's definitely worth a yeah. try. I think we have to definitely sort of focus on one thing. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always starting like a million little jobs and never finishing one. Um, but we had to wait for, I think the last week has been a bit of a, I haven't got much done productive wise in the house because we've had the lash social build up. 
Um, but this week my husband got paid, so we got a skip delivered, started clearing the garden. So I definitely feel a lot more productive today. And I know by the end of the week we'll have done loads. So oh, I think I need good. productivity. Yeah, and the, and the fine weather's coming back as well, apparently. Mm. Yeah, it was lovely. I was standing talking to my 80-year-old neighbour, bless him, today, over the fence. And he said, oh, the sunshine makes all the difference. At least we're not in November. And I was like, well, we might be. <laughs> I know. We might be oh there soon. God, can you imagine being locked in in like November, December, January? No, and it'll be dark days, shorter days as well. Oh, we'll definitely will be alcoholics by then. Less, yeah, chin chin to that. <laughs> <laughs> Genevieve is just cheersing me with a glass of rose, and I, my mouth is actually watering. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just pretend it's my first. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. So, listen, well done you for the Lash Social. That Thank all, you. That all went well. And against the odds, you pulled through and you pulled it out of the bag. So, well done you. Thank you. Yes, it did go well. Um, it was actually really exciting watching because we've never actually done an online announcement before because although our competitions are online they're always announced at our events mm -hmm. but because we decided to run another competition because they're they are so well sought after I think we do get a lot of brilliant feedback so we wanted to run sort of a online event in between our in between our conference um and yeah no it um it, it was different doing it online as the announcements and mm. I was thinking now what's the best way to do this and I think you got confused as well oh, where to go I was just like I was like am I in the right place oh dear but I but I didn't realize that it wasn't alive so I was going how does this work I obviously hadn't paid enough attention but you're right this suspense with just doing the sort of written announcements at those like five past quarter past 20 past or whatever I'm literally like refreshing my refreshing Facebook page like a maniac I was like um and I was trying to play cards with the kids and they're going mummy can you please focus and I'm like I can't I've been waiting for so long for this it's more exciting than Boris for God's sake oh, no. we, we so I put posts throughout the day saying that it's going to be on our Facebook group but then because we've got the new industry awards page a lot of people went on to there mm. um and then I think a lot of people were expecting it to be live and I was toying on one hand I was like oh I should do it live and on the other hand I was like oh and I am shocking absolutely shocking at name pronunciation <laughs> if you've seen the live videos at our events it's almost like a running joke now that when a name comes up everyone starts laughing before I even say it because it's just horrific well, because it starts with a p a z and a t I mean where do you go with that yeah and then and then I saw the names of the winners and I was like, yeah, it's not going to be live. No chance. And I also thought I loved the way something that I really liked was how the industry came together on, on Sunday and everyone was congratulating each other underneath the comments and then everyone was replying to each other. My phone, I had to keep it on charge because it was just, it wasn't just sending like one message. It was just vibrating constantly. Oh my God. So I was getting, because every comment that someone writes, obviously it notifies mm -hmm. me, but I had such a buzz and I wasn't even up for an award I just was loving sleep? it pardon could you sleep afterwards oh I don't know I was actually on a, on a massive high afterwards I stayed up quite late and do you know yeah. what I was packing up winners prizes till midnight that because night I, I thought well I'm wide awake I, well, how I organize things to make sure everything's organized is once I've got all the prizes from the sponsors I 
lay out the boxes sort of two weeks before the event and box all the prizes up but obviously don't put the names on. Um, so because the prizes were already parceled, all I had to do was get the winners' names, how they wanted them written, and their address. So because people started pinging them to me, I was like, oh. Do well, it I'll as they come in. So, yeah. Super so, organised. Yeah, so it was lovely. And I was able to get them posted quite quickly. Um, I don't think the post office liked me the last few days. but. <laughs> Oh well, but, um, screw that. <laughs> yeah, but we've we've had some fab winners from all different countries. So I've posted parcels to I think the furthest one was Bangkok. Wow. Yeah, so Thailand. Um, we've had a few from Portugal. We've had two, one or two, I think, from Brazil. We've had the Netherlands, Germany, quite a few from Ireland actually this right. time um yeah we've done we've done quite well we've gone it's always truly international your competition and that is why it is so hard to Mm. place and i have to say the standard was phenomenal so well done to everyone who placed in every category it it was insane i'm I'm thoroughly depressed i'm retiring genevieve there's there's do you know what it's 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 definitely always a high standard that enters into our competitions um and I just think the beginner standard gets higher and higher every every year or every event that we do a lot of people get confused with our beginners they because they think some competitions do it where if you've won an award or you've placed in a competition you then can't be a beginner yeah but I don't think that's fair no. I think I think just because you've won and achieved something doesn't mean that you shouldn't then be in a beginner category. So yeah. we let people that have won previous awards be, be in a beginner still because I just they don't are. think it's right not to. So you do have an incredibly high standard because some competitions move the beginners up then to master or intermediate or something. Um, and our beginners as well are up to three years and not up to two. So again, it's slightly different. So the caliber is always higher, but the beginner categories, I think, have shocked quite a few people with this one. Yeah, lots lots of lash artists just hanging up their tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think, though, that it, like nowadays, like, how long have you been lashing? Ten years in October. Years. So, yeah, so I was, I, I trained in lashes in 2010. So, yeah, so ten years. Yeah. And I think that we would never have got to compete in the beginner category. And if we did, could you imagine the sets that we'd have produced back ten years ago? I think what it is, is it's a true credit to how far the industry's come and the training quality now. And that's why the beginners have such a high standard because they're getting the higher quality training. It's just a shame that people that did train years ago, like ourselves, we have to go into the higher category. Yeah, I know. And, and even just a few years ago when competitions weren't so popular, I'm kicking myself. I don't know why I just wasn't kind of, they weren't on my radar. It's so no. annoying. Exactly the same. I think, when did I find Lash Festival? Um, I think I found Lash Festival 2016. So but that's Lash I think, Festival all live, Lashing? No, Lash Festival is the one, I think it's run by Eyelash Emporium, and it's the one where you send oh, yeah. in pictures, and they put it on, down to a vote type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that, I think that was when I sort of first started finding the competitions. Then, of course, the Lash Battles started, but they seem to have phased out a little bit now, don't they? They are live, aren't they? Yeah, that's a live competition. Yeah. I could never have done... A, have you done a live competition? Yeah, I've done a couple. It is... 
I was talking to Hannah about this the other day, actually, on our last chat live. Um, and we were both saying, because Hannah has actually said that she never did well competing because just the sets, the standard and the nerves. And with me, I'm not, when I compete live, I'm not nervous by any way, shape or form. It's the adrenaline that mm -hmm. goes through you. So as soon as you sit down and they say, right, go, it takes me about half an hour mm -hmm. to get a fan on because my hands yeah. are just vibrating. Yeah. And then you get that clamminess and yeah. you just think, oh, relax, but you can't relax because then you're thinking, I'm running out of time. I've just wasted that fan and I just can't get myself... I don't know what the word is because it's not nerves. It's just you just can't adrenaline. settle. Yeah, yeah. It's just I can't get myself into like one thing I haven't tried, which I have seen at live competitions, is wearing headphones. Ah. And I have said to myself that if I ever competed again live, I'd take like headphones mm. so I can go into my own little bubble and maybe some Valium. <laughs> <laughs> Something a large bubble. Do you know what? Hands down, I give full credit to those that are able to compete and place in live competitions. It's a whole different ball game because when you're doing online, it's solely your own time, your own speed, your own like environment. Whereas mm -hmm. there's no one judging you at that time, so you've got no pressure. And, and if you don't then, like the set, don't send it in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But and then half of me thinks, well, maybe not half, maybe less than half, thinks, well, maybe a live would be better because you don't have to have a hundred percent coverage, do you? Or or am I wrong? No, no, no. So with with the live, it's more what they say with judging is aim for coverage as your last thing. Mm. Um so although yes, you want to achieve a hundred percent coverage. What we say is that with a live competition, you want to think, right, you're being marked on inners and outers. Get those covered first. Get full marks done. Make sure your styling is correct. Make sure your length and weight is correct. Really take time on isolation, not using too much adhesive because you get annihilated for stickies in a live competition. Because in yes. an online competition, they can't judge it. No. So stickies are judged in, an online, in a live competition and they go through one by one. And I think every competition varies, but for beginners, every sticky that's found is a point deduction. But in expert, I think it's two point deduction. Yeah. Um, and it's judged slightly differently. So with inners and outers, inners would be, can be sometimes the first five or the first 10. So it's really important to check the criteria. But definitely coverage is your last worry in a live competition. With a live, do you know your model in advance? Is it your model? You can do either. So if you're competing local or in the UK, then I'd fully recommend taking your own model 100% because, because you then can you style have styled them. Yes. Yeah. But if you're uh, competing internationally, again, I spoke to Manami about this the other day. She's competed quite a lot internationally and judged internationally. And she said that every time she's competed internationally, she's never taken a model. Mm. Um, but one good tip that she gave me was that um, one of her staff was competing, I think it might have been in the Amsterdam competition. Mm -hmm. So she headhunted a model that lived in Amsterdam just through Instagram. Right. And so she could still almost, and she asked that model if she wanted to model for her in this competition. So they had Zoom conversations to almost talk about the eyes and so she yeah. visualised her model. Oh, and they brilliant. met up the day before for a coffee. 
What a brilliant idea. And of course, that is obvious. The last thing you'd want to do would be to go in blind to mm. a model that they provided. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose it's, it's another credit to you if you can manage to do that, style them and still do well. Um, yeah, but you'd be at it a just disadvantage. shows confidence. It does yeah. show incredible confidence, but you would be at, at a disadvantage. Yeah, to put yourself time. at a better advantage. If it was somewhere in the EU, if I was competing outside of the UK, somewhere like Amsterdam, where the flights are only 40 or 50 pounds, I'd pay for a model to come with me. Yeah. For that extra 100 pounds, it would give me a whole lot more nerve control <laughs> yeah and you can have done practice sets on them as well yeah so. yeah definitely but um yeah it's, it's a whole different world um comparing online and live competitions they're completely different yeah absolutely well some good tips there thank you for that so obviously we had your big announcements on sunday but we also had boris's as well how how did you feel after that um I can't say that I was surprised. Mm. I think a lot of people, quite a few of my friends were saying, oh, it's going to be all relaxed this week. And I was sort of on the fence thinking, I'm not so sure. Um, I agree that they've sent, obviously, they've said that obviously all the construction can go back to work as long as they can social distance. And I fully agree there are some jobs that can go back. Um, but yeah, I'm just taking each day as it comes. I... I'd already applied, like I said to you before, for the mortgage holiday, but I actually went on to the government website last night to see about the how and what we do in regards to the 80%. Yeah, um, as what for, of, the, for the yeah, self-employed. self-employed. So yeah. I went on and it just said that we had to input our unique taxpayer reference number and our um, national insurance true. number, which I put in. And it said that I'm, lo- I'm able to make a claim from the 16th. So I think that, is that tomorrow or the next day? Day after, because I did mine today. I got my, mine was midday today that I, I did mine and my, mine's done. So I should receive a, a paltry sum in um, six, six days or so. But I think... Oh, so when you did the application, what did it tell you? Did it give you any information? Did it just tell you that they'll be in touch? Well, I did the eligibility check probably about two weeks ago. Yeah. At the beginning of... Right at the beginning of May. Um, The 4th of May, I think we were able to do eligibility checks. And yes, I was eligible. And then they said, your slot where you can make your claim will be on the... 14th at, at midday all you will need is your ns your national insurance number and your unique tax <coughs> reference yeah and we will calculate the average based on your last three years accounts which they mm. did and they gave me that figure they also stated very clearly that that was taxable and would need to go into your your next you know tax return so the problem is that you know that money i suppose is supposed to be is supposed to cover you for i guess the, the end of march to the end of june, june. Yeah. yeah um and you've got to pay tax on it obviously but we're not going back until the 4th of july at the earliest i'm going to be rolling out my clients very very slowly i'll be taking baby steps so my income is still going to be massively impeded and the furloughed employed are it being extended to September no, is it not I thought it was November is it not is it oh is it November okay but I think it's I'm not sure I think 60% yeah. but lots of companies top up that the shortfall 
for their um, employed. So it's, we're definitely self-employed. We're definitely at a massive disadvantage. You know, by the time we get back in, you know, we'll have spent so much money on PPE and everything else. You know, I am skint. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think it just, it also shows the importance of doing your books correctly as well, because I just thank, like, I'm so thankful that I put everything through as I should and make sure that, because for those people that maybe don't, that yeah. are a bit naughty um, and don't do things correctly, I think they're the ones that are going to suffer more. Yeah. Because obviously they, they, if they've not declared as much and whatnot, then they're going to be penalised for that. But I think I feel um, whatever I get, I think I'm going to be grateful for because at the end yeah. of the day, the government doesn't have to do it. I no, think. And I think sure. I'm grateful for it. aren't getting it, are they? Yeah. And I think that I am grateful and I have the whole of this time said that I think that Boris is doing a good job, the best that he can. I don't think anyone would want to be in his position right now. Nope. Um, but I think he is getting the good support. And I think... I don't know if we'll be going back to work in July. I'm I'm not pinning hopes on it. I've had clients messaging me. I'm just replying to them saying, look, I, I honestly don't know where I stand at the moment. I'm reluctant to book people in to then change them all, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do know. But the thing is, um, what you said, I have seen a lot of mean stuff on social media about you know, from employed people, ha, 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 this will serve the self-employed, right? You know, ripping off the government for their taxes and their cheating tax returns and blah, blah, blah. But most self-employed people do run their businesses at a loss. That's just yeah. the way, that's the way it is. I mean, I had, I was trying to build my business. So I have, I had, it's gone now, but I at least, for instance, an IPL machine, um, for three years this cost me an absolute four yeah they're not cheap are they it meant that i was three grand down for the last three years so you know had i not tried to grow my business and do what i thought was a good thing had i not had i just you know not thought bigger and i just carried on doing doing what i was doing i would be in a much better position now and that is the that is the shame of it people that have plowed their money back into their business you know sm they don't qualify for being a small business so they don't get the small business loan they're just plodding along doing their best plowing all of their profits back into their business and now so many are on the breadline luckily for me i'm not having to pay my mortgage i'm lucky enough to have a husband who you know largely supports us you know my money is kind of basically extras and i'm very lucky and very grateful to be in that position but a lot of girls out there will not they will be in dire straits and the problem is they will almost oh sorry that was me i need to put my phone on silent <laughs> they yeah. will, they will almost be forced to go back to work because they are broke and before they are ready and before they feel safe to do so yeah. i think that is a travesty I think especially in those households where two people are self-employed, so mm. where the husband and the wife or partnership, whatever you want to explain it as, mm. um, when they're both self-employed, I think that's when times are going to be tough on people because at the minute they're going to have no income until they obviously get the payout. So you've just got to hope that they've got the savings. But there's also this universal credits. I mean, I haven't applied for this, but one of my friends has. I'm not sure if that's done on income to the household or not it is but also i mean well for instance i have had no income and my husband didn't hasn't got a hasn't got a job so um 
But because we've got, I think it's over £16,000 worth of savings, you inst- you automatically cannot apply for universal credit. Yeah. A combined savings pot, I think it's sixteen grand is the threshold. Thank God we have got that because we're burning through that. But yeah, that I think that is the cutoff. So we couldn't get universal credit either. So you do the right thing also, again, by saving and then you get... Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's tough. I, I don't know if I'm making any. I got a um, I got a letter today from my youngest's preschool saying that due to the new government guidelines, they're thinking about opening because the early years are allowed to open. So this is preschool, so before reception, mm-hmm. and they're saying that they're contemplating opening on the first of June after the May yep. half term. Um, but they sent an email out and said before we make this decision, we want to put it to the parents. Would you send your child to us if we open? Can you reply with simple yes or no? I haven't replied yet. Because you don't know what to say? I I spoke to my mum today and I was like, well, what's your opinion? She's like, oh, Genevieve, I can't tell you that because if I make the wrong choice and tell you to send her and then she gets COVID-19, then I'm not going to make that decision. You've got to make it as a parent, which is fair enough. Spoke to my husband and he Mm -hmm. said... No, (laughs) but then I said, well, they're going to have to go back at some point. Mm. They're saying it's only going to be small classes and to keep it at small classes rather than them going in for four days a week, which she would normally do. She's only going to go in for one session, but it would still be a nine till three. And I mean, the preschool was so strict before it went into lockdown to the point that they wouldn't let us on the premises. We had to drop the children at the doors and we weren't allowed to take even book bags into the school. Mm-hmm. They were so strict. And we weren't, the children, rather than going into the classroom, they were doing their activities in the hall because it was a bigger space. Yeah. So they were really, really strict at the preschool. So that is comforting. But I'm still on the fence thinking, well, I almost feel a bit like this June stage is the test. Mm. And I almost feel like I don't want my child to be part mm. of the test. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel. I almost, but then I feel sad that if I don't send her back, um, that's the end of her preschool years. Yeah, so is she nurse? Is she nursery then? She's in. Yeah, she's in. Yeah, she's in nursery. So she, she'll be in reception in um, September. But you know, I mean, how the hell do they socially distance nursery children? Yeah. So really? I just. I, I'm more, I'd say I'm 80% because I'm not going to be working in June anyway. Mm. And my husband's working, his work, he works for the underground and they're slowly bringing back their staff. I mean, he hasn't been furloughed. They've been working skeleton staff, but this week they're slowly coming back onto full staff. Um, But my eldest isn't going to be at school because she's in year two. So Mm. she's not the catchment of year one and year three and year six. So I almost feel like, well, if I'm at home and my eldest is at home, yeah. then why do I need to send my youngest in? Yeah, I think I probably wouldn't. But obviously, it's every yeah. individual's choice. And, you know, what are they actually learning in nursing? Yeah. Other than the only thing my mum said is that The only thing my mum said is that she thinks almost mentally it might be good for her to go and have a play with her friends and a bit of normality. But at what price, in my eyes? I'm a bit like, I'm not sure. You know what? The thing is, I sort of think going back in June in the summer months, if she did get COVID and did bring it home to you all, God forbid, it's much better to be sick in June than December. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. The thing is, I've also got to take into consideration is I'm also going up to see my dad, who's part of the vulnerable. So again, like if I did get poorly, what effect would that have on him? And so hard. There is no perfect answer. No, it's very tricky, very tricky. But um, yeah, I think everyone's in a similar situation and everyone's got to make the own, their own decisions which suit their family best. Absolutely. And I was speaking, I was, I was saying to Nikki earlier, Nikki Atkins, that I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a deputy head teacher and like nine of the teachers unions are up in arms that they've slipped the nursery children in as well as the reception and year ones. And they're all saying, no, absolutely not. So you might not have a decision to make in the end because the teachers are being told, according to my friend, I've only heard from one, but she's a deputy head and she's a pretty switched on girl that they will have been told that they will not be wearing PPE because it'll be too intimidating for the children. So we're also sending our teachers out there as sitting ducks because as we know, and we've been told repeatedly, kids are brilliant um, conduits of the virus. You know, they might not show any symptoms, but they happily, merrily pass it, pass it around. So we're putting our teachers at massive risk. I was just trying to find... Um a message that I was sent today from the school. Um, it was, um, they're saying, because the school are obviously open, the main school, they're open, um, obviously within the half terms at the moment for key workers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically saying that for the May half term in preparation, they're shutting the school even to key workers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting a massive team in to decontaminate de-clean the school and they're also putting this product this was what I was trying to find um the a product on the surfaces yep. that is have you heard of it that's long like lasting a, like it lasts seven days or something no it lasts like 12 months no something like this this is why I was a bit shocked at thinking is that right so you need I this I was trying to find it. So if, if, if I find it by the end of the conversation today, I'll let us know what it says. Otherwise, post it. Oh my gosh, you're joking. It goes on yeah, your services. So I'm not quite sure what it is. Let me just double check because I might have I might have um I might have it wrong, but I definitely read it. I had read it wow. before a few glasses of wine tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be very interesting. Of course, it doesn't help you if um, somebody sneezes in your face or, you know, a three-year-old, you know, coughs in your direction and you've got no PPE on. But my goodness, that would be amazing for us lash artists. I found it. So it says, um, it says, we've taken the decision to close the school for all pupils, including key workers, during the week of the May half term. In this week, the school will have a team of specialists on site to undertake a deep clean. This includes a thorough hygiene clean and decontamination, as well as an additional application of surface defence, which will protect all surfaces in the school from contamination, including viruses, for a 12-month period. Right, quick, let's get on Amazon. Do you think they sell it there? We need to order that. Surface defence. Like, why has everyone in every household not got this? What? Why is not everyone talking about this? What? I know. So I'm not going to mention the school's name. <laughs> 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 They'll get inundated. Yes. I've literally just read the email that I got today. So I was a bit like, wow, does that even exist? When you bleach and anti tables down, does it not? unless it's like a product because you can get like antibacterial 
I suppose like plastics and things I think can't you unless it's yeah. like a coating they put on the tables I don't know Wow. I can't remember who was telling me about one today. It might have been Hannah Pacheto telling me about the seven day lasting one, but at 12 months. Wow. Unless it's a typo, but it's in the email. <laughs> it's two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I think it's all, it's all a bit of, we've just got to wait and see what happens, haven't we? Yeah. We're, we're just living in this massive groundhog unknown kind of weird state it's so weird have you read have you read the document that came out the government kind of rebuilding document i don't think so i saw the announcement the other day and i've seen i've seen a few different documents come out about the beauty industry mm. um they keep getting updated and reposted so i'm keeping an eye on those when they come out and that's when i saw the notification about the 4th of july oh, was it yeah but no, I haven't. I've printed it off. I've used all my ink and my paper. I've printed it off. So that's my bedtime reading. I don't know why I felt I needed to do that. I just thought, well, you know, it's a letter from Boris. I should really read this. Oh, bless you. No, I, th I think it's, um, I think it's, yeah, I'm still in that frame of mind though, where I'm just trying to hide from it. I'm yeah. just, Ignorance is bliss, um, and I'm just listening to the major updates. So, like we had last, was it Sunday? Was it Sunday evening? Sure, yeah. it was Sunday. No, it was Sunday because it was just before the awards ceremony, and everyone was tagging me saying they're more excited about the Lash Social Awards than the Boris announcement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I don't know. I I think that we should really, if we've got another six weeks of this, this is a total gift we need to really enjoy these next few weeks because beyond that, God knows what shit's going to go down. Excuse me swearing. But, you know, this is the good time, Genevieve. Well, I think I, if I'm in here for another six weeks, you'll be rolling me out of my house because I've put on a stone since <laughs> lockdown. Oh, I've put on five pounds. I thought I was doing well. <laughs> I've done a stone. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's <laughs> horrific. I'm normally so active, like so active. Yeah. Like, I'm normally doing like two school runs, like so twice a day, yeah. running around here, there and everywhere, sorting the house out and then trying to get everything else done. But because I'm on go slow, I'm almost going backwards. My steps are ridiculous. And I've even like, I haven't been doing as many runs. Like my fitness has just gone to pop. Like I thought I'd be like Mrs. Motivator, like mm -hmm. all in the garden. It started off for about the first two weeks, yep. but no, they're going to be rolling me out. Mrs. Hippo's coming, I think. Oh no. Genevieve, well, we've still got time. I mean, if maybe that like in the last two weeks, there was a, I push, know. a push, get up for Joe Wicks in the morning, just the final yeah. two weeks. I think I'm going to be wearing my gym leggings to work because they're all that fit me at the moment. <laughs> That's all I wear all day anyway. Yeah. No, no salon tunics for me. No. So are you going to get special tunics, like a, a, a sort of salon onesie that you can sort of hose down in between clients? I mean, have you thought about clothing? Because I suppose that would be an easy way of making sure that you didn't take your, the germs home or whatever. So I work at my home. Right. So obviously my salon's in-house. So yeah. I'm just going to strip everything back. So all my toweling gone yeah um i've got a perspex you know like not perspex what's the word plastic, um pvc yeah like a plastic pvc that's the word um waxing couch cover yeah me too so i'm just going to use that with um i will still use my ruby bell pillow but i will couch roll it and i'll double couch roll it almost that way mm -hmm. and that way 
and obviously change. And then with the surface, you can just anti-back wipe them down in between each client. I'm going to gap my clients a bit more so I know that there's no distance in terms of the changeover, the clients aren't mm. coming in and out as much. Still getting them to sanitise and clean their hands. I will be wearing a mask. I'm not sure if I'm going to get the clients to wear a mask as well mm. because I think if I'm wearing a filtered mask, I could get them to double up, I suppose. But I'll probably say to them if they've got one, bring one. Yeah. I won't supply no. them with one because we're in a shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually thought that... I've seen a company recently doing uh, embroidery logos on things like hoodies and stuff. And I actually, not more for a safety point of view, but just for my own sort of branding as such, I have mm. thought about getting some more logoed uh, salon wear in um, just to sort of come back a bit more, with more of a nicer look, more professional, refresh things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but other than that, it's just a case of I'm going to have minimal on the surfaces, wiping down more. I'm not going to have towels, hand towels in my downstairs toilet. I'm going to have... Um, paper towel? Like, yeah, just paper towel rather than um, yeah. a hand towel because obviously my family used that toilet. Yeah. And whilst I'm working, I'll probably say to my family um, for the first couple of weeks not to use the downstairs toilet to stick to the upstairs toilet. Yeah. Good idea, good idea. Because we've got three toilets, we are lucky, we've got three toilets in the house, so there's more than enough to sort of quarantine the downstairs toilet, if that makes sense. But yeah. And I keep my, my main door going into the house, I, that doesn't need to be open, so they can stay isolated. The area that they're in is like the treatment room, downstairs toilet and utility area, that's so good. that's the only sort of part of the house that they'll come in, they've got a side entrance, so... Have you considered taking their temperatures before you take them into the lash room? No, I have. I haven't got. I've got the. I have got a digital thermometer actually, and I have got the changeable heads. Not you're not going the infrared non-contact thermometer sort of gun thing. I don't know. Are you going to do that? I've got one, obviously, because Tara Fisher's got one. So I thought, well, if Tara's doing it, I better get one. But actually, I don't think I've got the balls to do no. that. See, before lockdown, I was wearing a mask. And I wear masks to do lashes, but I don't normally wear a mask when I'm doing a set of nails. Mm-hmm. But I started wearing a mask before lockdown. This was probably the, like, the week before we went into lockdown. I thought, right, okay, we've got to sort of step it up a bit. And I started wearing a mask to do nails as well. And my clients sat down and they were like, honestly, you really don't need to be wearing that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not for you, it's for me as well. <laughs> I didn't say that. But at the same time, you are right. Like we should be t- we should be safeguarding ourselves. And if anything, it just shows our clients that we're taking those extra precautions. Mm. And it gives them, it gives, it must give them comfort if you are gonna take the, check their temperature. That mm. if you're doing that for every client, there's less chance of you having it. Yeah, I know. It's just a tough one. I mean, I've spoken to lots of girls over this podcast series about the whole temperature thing and the jury is a bit out. Hannah said to me today that she felt that you had to have, it could damage that kind of relationship with your clients because it's kind of like a trust thing. Do you either trust them or you don't? But then, yeah, but then how often have you had a client come to you with a stinking cold and laid down and gone, I'm so sorry, I've got such an awful it, cold. And exactly. It's like, Thanks. 
it's when it comes it's to lashes, late. it's too when late. When it comes to lashes, trust is out the window. They'll do anything. They're ruthless. Oh, that is interesting that you say that, Genevieve. Right. The thermometer's coming back in. <laughs> I know. And they're going to be so desperate to have their lashes. As soon as they see that you're open and you're doing lashes, they're going to be on that couch. <laughs> yeah. They'll come fighting tooth and nail. <laughs> well, the other thing about those, those thermometers, I'm just not quite sure how accurate they are. I took my daughter's temperature yesterday with it and it popped up straight away that she has a temperature. And I don't think she actually did have a temperature, but you know, imagine that you turn people away. You say, Oh, sorry, you've got a temperature. So I've got the one that is the, um, the ear one that one. goes in the ear, mm-hmm. the brawn one, but it has got the, ch- I've got like boxes of yeah. those heads. heads. And that flashes green, amber, or red. So yeah. obviously, if it's in the red, you're not coming in. But I find with the kids, if you get it slightly the wrong angle, you yeah. don't get the right reading. Usually, I do like three or four readings and take the mean temperature with with mm. that one because I've got that one too. Um, so I don't know. Maybe if I think I think I'll just stick to the. I think I'll just stick to like the hand sanitizing when they come in. They have a choice of using the hand sanitizer or washing their hands because. Mm-hmm. Some clients, some of my clients have got really bad psoriasis on their yeah. hands and things like that. And that hand sanitizer stings. Yeah. Um, so I say to them, look, you can either wash your hands or use the hand sanitizer. Or I've actually got the Mundo uh, wipes as well. All right. Um, so I say that and I think it's definitely, I mean, I run a one in one out policy anyway. So I don't allow children and things like that. Um, and I think I'll just mask up and I'll send a polite message saying, if you have a mask, please bring one. Um, and what happens midway in those three-hour sets if they say, I need a wee? But there's no different, is there, really? Would you there's just, no, let, would you you just, just let, lead them to the loo, holding their hands, and then lead them out again? And No, so if someone says, if one of my clients says to me that I need a toilet, I de-stick them, de-pad them anyway. Do you? Yeah, I don't, because I, the pads... The pads slide down and I end up having to replace them anyway. So I take the pads off and lay them upside down. Right. So they're on their flat, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then then I put them almost back on. Does that make sense? Yeah, so they open their eyes and go to the loo, do they? And then Yeah, I don't. I just say to them, wait a second, so there's no fumes or anything. Um, And then they open their eyes and then I let them go to the toilet. No, I never lead anyone to the toilet or... I think clients have some, well, I think a couple of times they've gone with the pads on, but they still open their eyes. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, I take the pads off. But most of my clients, when they come for their treatment, I ask them to go to the toilet before yeah. we begin. Yeah. But, you know, with this whole kind of water drive, we're all drinking loads of water. Well, except for me, I never drink any water. Um, but, you know, so many times they say, I need a wee. It's just like, oh, <laughs> so annoying. Okay. It's like, can you hold on? And then you, do you find yourself lying to them? It's like, it's only 10 more minutes. Yeah. Like half an half hour. An hour. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> dear. Like, you said that 10 minutes ago. Like, it's only 10 more. And they're like fidgeting around. <laughs> yeah. You think, oh, I'm actually going to have a wet bed in a minute. So I better let you go. <laughs> oh, dear. Genevieve, before you go, we've had a right old chat tonight. What three things have you done today that you can pat yourself on the back for? Definitely clearing the garden. Um, I think every muscle in my body is aching. I've been out there manual labour definitely all day. So I'm proud. Of, I'm cracking on with That's that. That's great exercise. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I am halfway through um, judging the World Lash University. Oh my God. You probably looked at my lashes. Pardon? Probably looked at my lashes. Oh no. 
Uh, so I'm halfway through judging. I think I've judged, I think I've judged, uh, I don't know if they're calling it advanced actually or expert, but classic advanced, I think mm -hmm. I've judged. And I think I've got, I'm about halfway through. So I'm going to finish that this evening. Um, and I'm writing lots of feedback. So I've written, I've got my page, my Word document up and I'm writing feedback for every person. Um, and then I think this week I'm just proud of the fact that obviously the Lash Social's done. I've posted all the prizes apart from, I think we've got two left. One is because it's the winner of Kira B Special Award and I'm waiting for her trophy to arrive, which is coming Monday, so I can post it all in one shipment. Um, and I have actually this week cancelled the rest of Lash Chat Lives um, because I need to get the feedback sent because I'm being hounded for these and I just want to get them out to everyone and I can't get it done during the day because of the children. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping within the next seven days, at least give me seven days, people, please. <laughs> <laughs> within the next seven days, I normally say to allow three weeks for this, but I've shot myself in the foot because the previous events I've always got it done so quickly and the last event I got them all sent out within 24 hours because we had the pixie training and I was sat in the corner of the room for the whole of the pixie training doing the doing the replies to people so I yeah I was there the doing that training I remember you beavered away all day yeah, so I just think people just expect it now. So whereas I say allow three weeks, no, no one wants to wait three weeks. So give me seven days and I'm going to crack through it over the next few, few evenings. Well done. <laughs> I just thought I'd add the bell tonight. Oh, I love the bell. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a new introduction to Behind the Lash. those spinny things. You need one of those. I forgot what. <laughs> oh, I one of those rattles. Oh, those things you have at football matches. Yeah, <laughs> a clacker. A clacker. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Genevieve, it's been lovely to talk to you. I will and speak you. to you again in a couple of weeks. Until then, stay safe and stay well. Oh, and stay alert. Yes, I will. And you. Take care. See you later. 19.